0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Monday, December 7th, 2020. I'm Rich Traffolino. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman and Ian King sources say Apple plans to release its successor to the M1 Apple Silicon chip as early as this spring with plans to be used in larger MacBook Pros and the iMac, reportedly featuring up to 16 high-performance cores and 4 efficiency cores, although high-performance cores could be limited to 8 or 12 depending on the device. Apple is also testing 16 and 24 core GPUs for these chips. Another chip with as many as 32 high-performance cores and up to 128 graphics cores is currently planned to arrive in late 2021, with eventual plans to use it in a new half size Mac Pro scheduled for release in 2022. Google removed a number of browser extensions from the Chrome Web Store published by the online conglomerate IAC over policy violations. The Wall Street Journal sources say Google found the extensions included deceptive marketing practices like stating features they didn't actually include and pushing users to view extra ads. Google is also currently reviewing other IAC extensions for potential violations. The company is reportedly concerned that penalties against IAC might be viewed as anti competitive as the companies are rivals in some categories. IAC owns a number of companies and brands, including Vimeo, Angie's List, Ask Media Group, and The Spruce. The Wall Street Journal sources say the U.S. Department of Justice is discussing a deal to allow Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou to return to China from Vancouver, Canada, in exchange for admitting wrongdoing. Meng has been on bail in Vancouver, wearing an ankle monitor since December 5, 2018, after the U.S. requested her extradition on charges that she lied to banks about Huawei's business ties to Iran. JD.com, China's second-largest online retailer, will launch a pilot this month to let customers pay for items with the digital yuan, the cryptocurrency backed by the People's Bank of China. This pilot will focus on the city of Suzhou, with the government issuing about 20 million yuan in digital cash vouchers to residents. As of early November, the central bank said the digital yuan has been used in more than 4 million transactions worth about 2 billion yuan, or about 306 million U.S. dollars. LG announced a reorganization of its mobile phone business, which will see the company increase outsourcing of low- to mid-end smartphones to ODMs, but still carry LG's branding. R&D for the business will now focus on premium smartphones only. LG's mobile communications business has posted operating losses for 22 consecutive quarters, and according to Strategy Analytics, the company is outside the top seven in the global smartphone market. In other LG news, though, the company partnered with the Swedish company Asa Abloy Entrance Systems to develop automatic sliding doors using the company's transparent OLED displays. LG says the displays can be used by businesses to greet customers, communicate with employees, or of course show ads. No word on when this minority report dystopia will be available to businesses. After seven years of contemplation, the FCC has decided that allowing passengers to make phone calls on planes is still a horrible idea and will not remove the ban currently in place. Back in 2013, the FCC proposed removing the ban. The decision strides strong opposition, especially among pilots and flight attendants, claiming that the proposal failed to address significant safety and national security concerns. HP updated its EliteBook business laptops and ZBook mobile workstations to now include Intel's 11th-gen processors, Wi-Fi 6 connectivity, and optional 4G LTE. They also include a dedicated button to activate HP's Easy Clean mode, which disables all input on the device so it can be wiped down without turning off the machine. The EliteBook 800G8 is Intel Evo certified, comes in 13, 14, and 15 inch models with optional 400 nit displays and NVIDIA GeForce MX450 GPUs. The ZBooks come in 14 and 15 inch models, include displays with 100% of the wide pci P3 color space, and uses the new NVIDIA T500 GPU. Both are available later this month. Pricing is yet to be announced. Training a Generative Adversarial Network, or GAN, can be a data-intensive process, with something like image recognition requiring hundreds of thousands of training images. However, NVIDIA recently published a new research paper detailing an approach to GAN training called Adaptive Discriminator Augmentation, which requires 10 to 20 times less data. Previously, training a GAN with a small data set would lead to something called discriminator overfitting, where the feedback given to the network becomes meaningless. The researchers hope this can expand the areas that GANs can be applied, like medical imaging. And finally, Norton Lifelock announced it intends to acquire the consumer security company Avira in a $360 million deal. Norton said it plans to keep Avira's freemium antivirus model available to customers in addition to Avira's 1.5 million paying customers. This acquisition comes after InvestCorp Technology Partners acquired a majority stake in Avira on a $180 million valuation just back in April. Norton LifeLock itself was spun off by Symantec in 2019 as part of the conditions for Broadcom to acquire the company. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.